0: Hello everyone, it's Kayla and Silas, and this is The Adventures of Kayla and Silas, a podcast about everything travel. Each week we cover travel topics we find interesting and that we hope you will too. So this week to start off, we have a super exciting show, Uh, but before we get started, I want to share a few updates. First off, we are finally on iTunes.
1: Yay! Huzzah!
0: That is, that's good to know. Uh, So feel free to subscribe to our show on iTunes and leave us a review because we'd love to hear from you. Uh, But when this episode is released, we will be starting our summer adventure flying to Swansea via Amsterdam, uh, which will be super exciting for us. So you all who are listening are currently living in the future. I bet it feels amazing but today so you're, say,
1: so you're saying that our next episode we won't be in the u.s we'll be we'll be coming live from from the uk
0: that's the or goal something? yes we will record our next podcast uh maybe at a maybe in the middle of the afternoon at a pub that's quiet and that'd be fun we'll have a pint or something a pint of guinness
1: we might have to go to the pub in the morning if we want it to be quiet. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll go to the pub whenever the pub opens. How's that sound?
1: We'll take one for the team. Start early.
0: <laughs> but uh, on to the main event uh, today. We want to highlight another adventure. We're going to interview our friend Catherine about Yay! her road trip adventures around the United States. Catherine, I like how she's welcome. waving to
1: us on Skype, even though, even though <laughs> um, no one can see
0: her. Except for us. Catherine, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you. Hello. Hello.
0: So you recently, you're still waving. That's that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So you recently went on a road trip around the US.
2: Yes, I did. And
0: that is the extent of my knowledge. (laughs) I mean, other than what I saw on Facebook, uh, a few posts here and there. But I want to open this up. Um, with uh, a question that is three parts. <laughs> so if you need to write them down, just go ahead and, and do that. But why don't
1: you just ask part one? Okay. Well,
0: here, here's, here's the full thing. I just want, I would love for you to give us and our listeners an overview of where you went, uh, why you decided to take the trip, and who you went with. So this is just kind of the general overview jump in question. So jump in.
2: Yeah. Well, I just graduated with my master's in education, so that was a big, exciting, thank you. Big, exciting part of my life. Um, and unfortunately the job market just wasn't like feeling the love as much as I wanted it to. So instead of being, um, resigned to unemployment, I decided to do a part of fun employment looking at the positives here, Um, and look for opportunities of ways to kind of use my degree in a unique way, as well as be um, entertained throughout the summer. And I heard about this tour of the U.S. with international high school students, and they needed a chaperone. And it was an all-expense-paid vacation all around the U.S., and I said, sure, sign me up, I'm qualified so I joined it's
0: that's awesome yeah
2: yeah. it's actually run through Rotary International I don't know if you've heard of that at all Mm -hmm. I hadn't really heard of it I just saw a poster hanging up saying Rotary International needs chaperones and I said well hello Um, gave them a call they liked me and I was connected with them and it was myself and then three other chaperones and 44 international students who had spent the past year going to high school here in America. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they took classes here. They had done all of their schoolwork here and everything like that. And this is kind of their culmination of their experience here in the U.S. Um, Big celebration for completing that and getting to see all of the U.S. So then where we went... Yes. ...was... They started in Iowa, and then we drove across Nebraska, over to Colorado, down to the Grand Canyon, um, up to Las Vegas, over to Los Angeles, San Diego, back through Arizona, crossing the south through New Mexico, Texas, all the way over to Orlando, Florida. Oh, my gosh. Then we turned up from Orlando, went to Wilmington, North Carolina, um, for Beach Day. That was fun. Up to Washington, D.C. for the 4th of July. Further to New York City and then crossed back over, stopping in a couple cities on our way back to Iowa to drop them all off.
0: Oh, my word. So awesome. how, how long was this, this trip?
2: It was 28 days on the road, living in a bus. 28 days. Yeah, 28 days living in a bus.
0: Was it a tour bus?
2: It was a charter bus. So, a charter bus. Okay, yeah. so
0: it was a big bus.
2: It was a big bus. Um, we did stop at hotels. That was a big question that we got asked is, where do you sleep? We did stop at hotels. We did sleep for small bits at night in a hotel. I got very good at napping on a bus. Very good at that. It's now a skill I could put on my resume, so <laughs> got that down.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's something that a lot of employers are looking for. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's really helpful, you know, and being a good traveler and good napper. I think that that's, those are skills people should ask about.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I completely agree. (laughs) So you, uh, you, you saw basically the entire United States as much as you can in 28 days.
2: Yes. We missed the Pacific Northwest, which was unfortunate. I wish that I could get up there, but that would have had to be a 40 day trip. So 28, they cut them off.
0: They said no more. Yes. And 28 days later, here you are. Yeah. I just wanted to say that because it's a movie title. Oh. Um, (laughs) So if you can uh, regale us with a couple of your favorite stops on the trip.
2: Yeah. I don't know which ones are my favorite. That's hard because they're all pretty great. I think early on I had three stops right in a row that were easily in my top five places. And that's Durango, Colorado, Mesa Verde, and the Grand Canyon. And I had never been to any of those places before. Um, Durango. I thought you
0: were going to say Lincoln (laughs) and then Chimney Rock.
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. I've been there before. No. Um, But Durango was fun. It's a small town up in the mountains. And I don't know. It was a lot of fun. But we got to go whitewater rafting. So that was crossing something off of my bucket list that I've always wanted to do. So that was really fun to do and to see the students do it as well. There was a lot of anxiety leading up to it. They thought that we were all going to die. And then we got there and it was like the smoothest water you could ever ask for. Like there were very <laughs> few rapids, which White. was challenging.
1: Not so much whitewater rafting. Um, and
2: then the very next day we went to Mesa Verde, which was absolutely gorgeous. And I didn't know what to expect. Um, People told us that it's often on fire when they go through on this tour. So I was expecting wildfires and, like, scorched earth and not a lot. Ended up getting there, and it was very green and beautiful. Um, We got to Mm -hmm. go hiking to see the different kind of cliff dwellings that were there um, from years and years and years ago. And then, oh, now I'm blanking on the word petroglyph. Look it up. It was a petroglyph, so it's the paintings and the drawings that are within the rocks there at Mesa Verde. So I went, I think I accidentally took the wrong trail with my friends, and we thought we were going, we didn't actually know where we were going, and we didn't know what a petroglyph was, and we didn't have phone service, so we couldn't look it up. So we just took this trail, and we got to hike, and-
0: Petroglyph, a rock carving, especially a prehistoric one. Yeah. Now we know.
2: So we went Sorry. hiking, <laughs> and there it's like you're walking, but then you're also kind of rock climbing a little bit because they have little stairs that are carved into the stone, and they're very tiny and very steep. So did a lot of climbing in order to get there, and we got to see these petroglyphs, which were beautiful. And then the next day we jumped on the bus early and drove all the way to the Grand Canyon, which of course is breathtaking and amazing. And we got to hike there as well. So that's cool. Those are three great days. Um, And then on the East Coast, I loved going to New York City. I got to go see Broadway and get to do all those kind of city things, which was vastly different than what we did in the West Coast. Um, Wait,
0: you saw the street Broadway or you went and saw a show on Broadway?
2: I I went and saw, I saw both. Um, I saw the street, walked it, sang a few songs, didn't get (laughs) casted in anything. Um, So then I just bought tickets. And and saw a couple of <laughs> shows, yeah.
1: <laughs> this is like a safe fallback option.
2: <laughs> yeah, I met a What'd few famous people, which was fun. Oh, apparently, you see? if you hang out by the stage doors, all of the actors come out after shows. So one night after uh, we watched a play, we were there for the stage doors, and I saw that the stars of Anastasia were coming out. I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're good. I didn't see their show, but I met them because uh, I was very excited. Oh, wow. So I went and I waved and I tried to get them to wave back to me. Um, and then I met a few of the, I think it was the ensemble singers and then one of the leads of Waitress, the musical on Broadway right now. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Wait, so you saw Waitress? So
2: I saw Waitress and I saw the play 1984, two different Don't nights. you
0: recommend either of them?
2: Yes. So 1984... Cool. We made a mistake where it was the cheapest tickets we could find on Broadway. So we said, sure, let's buy them. This is going to be great. Olivia Wilde's in it. We have no clue what it's about, except for it's based on the book I always wanted to read. Olivia Wilde seems great. Let's see her in person. About 20 minutes before the doors open, one of my... So my co. Chaperone's friends text saying, wow, 1984 is apparently really intense. People faint, they vomit, and they leave the theater. We're like, what is this show about? So we Google it, and we realize that if you get out of your seat during 1984, you're escorted out. Um, and there's, like, health warnings and safety warnings associated with the show. And we still don't know what it's about, but we go in anyway. And it was very intense. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> there's a, there's lengthy scenes of torture That are quite gruesome. (laughs) Um, There's definitely uncensored execution that takes place. So it's not lighthearted and fun the way that we thought all Broadway things were. Um, I thought it would be like a thriller. (laughs) I didn't know that there was going to be... They literally have a drop cloth down. So when they, they shift the staging and a drop cloth appears and we were up in the balcony so we could see it. And I said, I feel really bad about that being here they needed the drop cloth but it was great wow. honestly <laughs> <laughs> was- well I read I read the book so I'm kind
1: of sitting here going what would that be like in person you know <laughs> yeah
2: it was a lot of screaming so if you've read the book I'm sure you know what to expect um we didn't yeah, it's not happy no I just thought it was a thriller and that we'd jump a little bit and it'd be really exciting and then there was a lot of, like, fake blood involved. But whoever designed the stage and was the director and everything was brilliant because it was it was incredibly designed and really fun to watch and really cool to see it unfold and to see how they use technology on stage and in a live performance. So I really, really awesome. enjoyed that. But then the next night... We got discounted tickets to Waitress, which is a lighthearted musical that belongs on Broadway. (laughs) And it was very funny. So ended on a high note there.
0: Something a little more up Catherine's alley.
2: How many days were you guys in New York City? We were there for, well, we were in New York City for two days. And the day before, we stayed on the Jersey side, but we did... Ellis Island and Liberty Island. So seeing the Statue of Liberty and visiting Ellis Island. So it was about two and a half days up there. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Did you meet uh, Kimmy?
2: Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Um, although I did feel, you know, very connected to her. Mm. I did eat candy for dinner. Um, it was actually Junior's nice. Cheesecake for dinner, but that's basically <laughs> the same thing. So I was adulting very well. Well, I was in New York for sure.
0: Well, that sounds like uh, an awesome uh, highlight on the on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious what the students had to say about, especially Washington D.C. Because I feel like they're being the nation's capital. I'm sure they had high expectations for for that city.
2: Yeah, I think one of the biggest comments about the tour of Washington D.C. was. Wow, you people take things really seriously, um, and they expected the <laughs> they expected the White House to be a palace. So, I mean, even mm-hmm. Americans who see the White House are kind of like, "Oh, I thought it was bigger," because in all the pictures or video, you think it's this big, imposing building, and it's it's not, and you can't really get very close to it anyway. And right. the students are just looking at it, and they're like, "This is it? It's not even a real palace. Like this isn't this isn't anything special." <laughs> It's like okay,
1: well, <laughs> well, and you guys wouldn't have been able to go inside, right? Correct. Since you were traveling with international students, correct. So we could Because I remember when I went to the White House, we had to have like, you know, a left kidney and <laughs> and uh, approval from the president himself to get inside. Yeah, it's like a really it's like a really big process.
2: Yeah, we didn't we didn't even try. Um, I think one of the bigger highlights, which is a weird thing, was we took a group photo out front of the White House, and they have, like, snipers on top of the building, and they're facing different directions at all times, kind of doing a pan. And I went to Washington, D.C. when I was in eighth grade, and I don't remember that, so I'm not sure if that's, like, a new installment or if that's always been the case. But when any group amasses on one side, they both turn, and, like, they point their guns and everything that way, too, so they can, like, scope and keep it safe. And we were very large... I mean, it's 50 people... All in one big clump. And after taking the picture, I was like, hey, everyone, check it out. And they're like, the guns, the guns, they're pointed our way. And I was like, you're fine. Don't run at the fence. You're going to be fine. But that was another thing. (laughs) No sudden movement. Yeah, that was another thing the kids really liked. They're like, wow, snipers just on top of the house? That's so cool. Do you think they can see me now? Do you think they're paying attention to me now? And then we had like someone dancing in the street trying to see if like they'd follow. And they didn't understand that the snipers really don't care. What you do as long as you're not coming towards the house. (laughs) What an interesting takeaway.
1: What did they think more generally about the United States, especially since they got to see such a, I guess, broad array of destinations?
2: Yeah, I think it really depended on what student you were talking about. What I thought was funny was the things that I think are really cool being a kid from the Midwest They're like, oh no, we see that all the time. So I'm like, you get to see mountains Um, in Colorado. You get to see these different rock formations. You get to see the mountains on, like, as we pass through the east. Isn't it so cool? And they're like, well, I have mountains at home. Or (laughs) I spent the last year going to high school in the mountains. Like, it's not that cool. And I'm like, well, for me, the landlocked kid of the Midwest, like, that's really cool. Um, Right. So they were very excited about things that they saw in TV a lot or doing things like trying to reenact different scenes so we had a group of girls who hired a photographer in New York City so they could take photos like sex in the city walking the streets with their girls we had that's really fun. we had a lot of behavioral problems in Las Vegas because all of the kids were like we're in Las Vegas party city and they didn't quite understand laws Um, Like when we say you can't gamble because you're not 21, it wasn't the chaperone saying you can't gamble because we don't want you to. It was like legally you're not allowed to. And our biggest fight was at the Las Vegas Strip because they have a law where if you're not 18, you can't be out on the strip after like 9 p.m. And most of our students were minors, so they were not 18. I think we had two 18-year-olds at that time. And they were all like, you just don't want us to have fun. We just want to reenact the hangover. And I was like, there's so many things in that movie that you cannot reenact. And it's not <laughs> <laughs> that you can't go on the strip after nine, like legally you can't. And they were like, we want to watch the Bellagio fountain and you're killing our dreams. And I was like, can we leave? Can we leave Las Vegas?
0: please?"
2: <laughs> um, so I think a lot of what they were really excited about is the stuff that they see on TV or the kind of the glamorous things that you could do in cities. Seeing in Los Angeles, like the Walk of Fame or the, where the stars are and where all the handprints and footprints are at the Chinese theater. Mm-hmm. Those were really cool. Getting to see where the Oscars are filmed was great for them. Yeah, I think that's what the kids were excited about. It was kind of the glamorous side of the U.S., that's
0: awesome. So you have, you, you've shared several already, but I have the question on here, so I, I might as well ask it to see if there's anything else. Okay. But funniest travel moments?
2: I don't know. Oh, goodness. I feel like I should just have a lot of them. I think, I mean, the things that I found funny are certainly not the things the kids found funny. Um, <laughs> sure. Like they're, very, they're vastly different. I think a lot of our funny moments involve people losing things. But not actually losing them because we had a couple of people who like lost their credit cards and they were like honestly lost. And that was just a pain to try and handle finances throughout the country. But when they like lose their wallet three times a day on the bus and they have like (laughs) a device where they can locate their wallet. So it's always just beeping. That's that makes me laugh now. (laughs) I think our other big comedies was about food. So one of the big policies for the trip was in order to deal with that many diets and that many kind of requests for different types of food, the easiest way to do that was to go to buffets. So I never want to eat at a buffet for the next like, year and a half. <laughs> Um, but all we did was eat at buffet (laughs) night after night after night, but, but in 18 months, you'll be good with it. Yeah. Like in 18 months, I think I'll be ready for like, (laughs) it's a really specific amount of time. Yeah. yeah, You just need to fast for that long. You can only eat fried chicken, like buffet fried chicken so many times before you just don't want it anymore. Before your heart says no. (laughs) Yeah. And the, the students had a lot of feelings about that. Um, we went to a few buffets where there was sushi, and they, they really celebrated. So just hearing the feedback of buffets was great. The students had mixed reviews about golden coral. Golden corral? <laughs> golden <laughs> coral. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. No matter how many
2: times we said golden Coral, it was always golden coral. That's what the students thought it was. And then a lot of the things that That's I funny. thought were funny that I know the students don't think is funny is the effect of that food on them. We had a lot of medical conversations with great detail that I didn't need to know, but they felt like I needed to know. And we had a lot of students taking medicine they probably didn't need to be taking. And they just took it anyway, trying to solve their problems incorrectly. And I just kind of laughed at their pain like a terrible person. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, otherwise... I don't know. It's all like normal travel, funny stuff.
0: It sounds like a really, really awesome trip. I have two more questions. Oh, okay. And the first, only because I know that this usually equates amazingly, horrifyingly awesome stories with you. Okay. Were there any boys that you met on this trip?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Of course. Of course there was. Yes. Um. Well, we... One of the big things for our
0: listeners. I don't know, like I, we don't have time to share all of these stories, but Catherine meeting boys stories are always
2: like tragic <laughs> and weird <laughs>
0: and hilarious. So I'm excited for this.
2: Well, one of them actually was in Durango. So if you remember, Durango one of them. one of my, how many were no, there? <laughs> no, 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 there's there's many stories, but Durango is one of my favorite places, and this is this is like a contributing factor to it because it was so funny. Um, but also Durango in and of itself was great because of whitewater rafting. But when we were whitewater rafting, there were about seven instructors, if you will, or leaders. And yeah. one of them, we could not. So my, one of my co-chaperones also went to grad school with me. So she and I were friends and we sat there and we tried to figure out how, how old this guy was because he looked like he could easily be one of our students. But then we also looked at each other and realized you know, we look like our students too. Like no one ever thinks that we're the adults in this group. So we just tried to figure out how old he was, and we also didn't know his name. So we called him Blush Boy for a while, but that didn't work. So then we made up the name Drew. We just decided his name was Drew. We never got his name. (laughs) And we were talking to him and talking to him on the drive back from Whitewater Rafting, and he kept asking us, well, what are you two going to do tonight? And we said, oh, well, we're taking the kids to downtown Durango. We're going to walk the streets. And he's like, oh, well, what are you going to do? And we said, what do you recommend? And he's like, I guess it depends on what kind of night you want. And we're like, well, what? Like, what <laughs> we have we... a bunch of 17-year-olds with us. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you recommend? Because we can do whatever we want. So we can just drop the kids off somewhere and like do what we want. So what do you recommend? He's like, oh, well. Uh, And, like, seemed very awkward and was like, downtown's fun. You should just walk around and, like, see if you see anything interesting and left it at that. And then that night we're walking and there's this, it's pretty much like a five block section that's, like, nighttime entertainment. And so we were walking along, walking along, and then our second loop we run into him. And he's like, oh, hey, did you find anything interesting yet? And we're like, no, like, what are you hinting at? We don't understand. And we never quite found out what he was hinting at, but we believe he was trying to invite us to a party. Um, but he was also asking questions poorly. earlier about like our take on certain things that are legal in Colorado that may not be legal in other locations to see if we were interested in coming with him to try them. And we had to continuously and casually explain <laughs> while surrounded by a bunch of teenagers that we are chaperoning these children and can't just go experimenting with whatever it is that we think you're offering us. Um, so that was a fun time And you
0: never got his name
2: No, I just call him Drew from, Yeah, his name is Drew um, That's really funny But if I make it back oh to Durango, gosh. I might find him again Because it's a very small town So I'll get his real name Or if he listens to the if adventures If he listens to
0: the podcast Drew, if you're listening Blush boy Blush boy
1: yeah, Who works at the Whitewater Rafting Company mm-hmm. And likes to do certain activities We
2: assume He never... He, it seemed very in character, but we don't know for sure.
0: If you're listening, Drew, tell write us your real us name. And we will uh, we'll... share your real name on the podcast. First name only. <laughs> we don't want to, you know, have stalkers creeping you or anything. Yeah.
2: But... but I think it's well, true. It seemed he just seemed like a Drew. Good. He just seemed like one. So
0: the, this was the only boy's story on the trip or that was, I mean, he was, that was the best boy story? He was
2: the only one that really like talked to the chaperones like that. We had one rule for the students and that was apparently this whole year they've not been allowed to date. Like dating is one of the number one rules that they have to follow. They cannot date. And we were never told that. So we didn't boring. <laughs> we didn't really do much to stop that. And by the end we had at least five or six couples. Which I thought was hilarious because I was like, sure, if you want to fall in love in like this twenty eight day span with a very limited amount of people on this bus, go ahead, it's not gonna last. And everyone's like, Oh, you're so pessimistic And I was like, Well, there's a definitive end date and you're going <laughs> to you're moving to many other countries and you know Right,
1: everyone's going home to a different country at the end. Yeah,
2: like young love is strong, but I I don't know if it's like three thousand miles strong when you only met 28 days ago, but live your dreams. And they were devastated at the end, which was not fun for them. But that was another really funny moment for me where I was like, it'll be okay. It's going to be fine. And one of my favorite stories was a student who was very distraught because the guy that she liked on this trip was leaving and she just didn't know how she's going to get over it. And I was giving her a pep talk about how I think you're going to be fine. You know, you're strong. You're great. You're lovely. You're going to go home and it's going to be fabulous. You've got friends at home. She said, well, you know, the guy I'm interested in back at home is now single. And he just messaged me last night asking how I was doing. So I think I'll land on my feet. And then five minutes was crying <laughs> about the boy that's leaving from the trip. So teenagers. That's funny. It was great.
0: Well, this has been enlightening (laughs) and exciting and just really fun to hear about your trip. The the final question that I have before we'll we'll wrap things up is if you have any advice for people looking to do a similar trip and and knowing more about your trip now, I want to split that into two groups of people. People who want to lead a trip of high school students around the country (laughs) and then just people who would like to do a similar route. And and see the same sites. Any any advice?
2: Yeah, I think for people who want to chaperone a trip or, you know, kind of lead a trip like that, the biggest thing is to be flexible and understand that things are are not going to work the way you want. So restaurants will close by the time you get to them and you have to make new plans. Um, you have to be okay with constantly being on the move, so you have to be very low key and kind of go with the flow person. You can't care if you look good or not. Um, Your clothes will be (laughs) wrinkled. Everything's going to smell bad. And you're going to be living out of a small suitcase that you probably have to carry. So you have to be willing to put in that work and be uncomfortable for the month. But it's going to be worth it because you get to see so many different things and do things that you probably wouldn't be able to afford or wouldn't have the opportunity to do by yourself. Um, So you have to do the work but it'll be worth it. And then for people who want to do a similar route, find a financial backer. That's, like, number one. I don't (laughs) know how you'd do
1: that financially
2: because that's quite expensive. If I could do this on my own, I would say do your research on, like, what you want to eat and what locals do because that's my Mm -hmm. one regret of going this way is I did get to see stuff, but I didn't get to enjoy all of the different aspects. Like, being in New Orleans... And really, really craving Creole food and wanting to eat there, and then needing to go to like a Chinese buffet. <laughs> <Coral>. Yeah. <laughs> like that just kind of breaks the trance that is New Orleans. So, really diving sure. in and doing what the locals do or eating that food is, is worth it.
1: Cool. Otherwise. And it's, it sounded like one of, one of your suggestions kind of at the beginning, too, is that if you weren't constrained to leading a specific itinerary that you would maybe add the Pacific Northwest and maybe take a little more time
2: than 28 days? Oh yeah. I, that's the other thing. If you have the time, spread it out. So you sleep more than five hours a night and, (laughs) and so that it's not like sleep five hours, wake up, drive six, enjoy six, sleep five hours. Like you don't even know what day of the week it is or what time zone you're in. So if you can slow it down a little bit to enjoy and to adjust to the different time zones and actually see a lot more when you stop, that would be great, too. That's cool.
0: Very cool. Great advice. Great stories. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show as our first ever guest. Oh,
2: really? Yay! Yay! I'm so <laughs> It's happy. only
0: episode three.
2: I didn't know who... I mean, there's a lot of people that you know. You could have asked a lot of people to be here
0: but you were the first wow.
2: but you were the first I'm so honored
0: you get you you get to hold that title. oh wow.
2: and then you asked me about boys gosh well <laughs> <laughs> the future's looking up for your podcast
0: <laughs> I think so I think this is the the one the that started something us, great <laughs> takes us to the next level so well, that's our show. As always, we ask that you leave any questions you have in the comment section below, or if you have any specific questions, feel free to email us directly or connect with us on social media. Our email address is Silas at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest by searching Kayla and Silas. Once again- I'm Kayla. And I'm Silas, wishing you luck on your upcoming and adventures. And Catherine's here too. Oh, and Catherine. And she's waving. Hi. <laughs> she's waving again. <laughs>
1: Goodbye. Bye. Bye.